0: Is the Lord, brothers and sisters. Now, first of all, when you come in a glory meeting, the first thing to do is to smile. Everybody smiling? If you can't smile, come out to the front, we'll pray for you, and then you will. Amen. Bob Nichols always says the first thing God does when a man or woman gets saved is to take them into the beauty parlour and make them good looking. It's true, brothers and sisters. And I do you. God, brother and sister, it's revival time. Something is happening. God is moving by spirit, and I do thank God for it. We give him all the praise and all the glory. Now, this afternoon's service is a little bit bigger than normal because one thing is, they've come from London, and our brother and sister Lynette, who were wonderfully filled and blessed with the glory of the Lord in the open air through open air ministry, they're going to leave us next week and go back to Jamaica. But they're going back, a different man and a different woman. They're going back with a glory on the soul. As you see, Lynette, she'll be coming out short and testifying what God's really done for her. She received the spirit of dancing in the open air. And praise God, she's learned to love her husband.
1: Now, there's a difference.
0: There's a lot of people don't love their husbands. And a lot of husbands don't really love the wife. And I, I doubt whether they really can love one another until they've got Christ in their heart. It makes a difference, brother. It made a difference in my life. When I got Jesus Christ in my heart and I fell in love with him, I had a double love. It's a double thing. It's different, brother and sister. One brother got up last night and testified, and he said, and I witnessed with that brother, I don't know which brother it was, but he said this. He said, I want to tell you, a man said to me, how did I know I saved? How did I know that I knew Jesus? He says, well, he says, you know, when you fall in love with a young lady, don't you? He says, yes. Well, he said, I know that I've fallen in love with Jesus. And that's it, brother and sister. He's falling in love. And our job in his last days is to get men and women to really fall in love with Jesus. It's a wonderful thing to fall in love with Jesus. It's a marvellous thing to fall in love with Jesus. Praise God. Oh, I'm thrilled that I've come this way, brother and sister. Aren't you? It's a glory man under London. Lord.
2: God. Hallelujah. Wonderful to be saved, isn't it? Hallelujah. I wonder how many people here what they call borderline Christians. I was hearing a tape by William Branham, and he says some people are borderline Christians. They haven't got into the glory. Hallelujah. He says some people go so far, no further. Well, I'm going all the way for God. Hallelujah. I want more and more of this wonderful glory. We set you free. We give you a joy in your heart, a light in your feet, which you can dance and sing and, and praise the Lord in the, in the way people should do. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to be free. It's wonderful to get the glory in your heart, to know that God is leading all the way. Oh, hallelujah. And and William Bradman goes on to say that when the Holy Ghost came down in the early days, they started to form into organisations. The Church of God, the First Church of God, the Second Church of God, all the other Churches of God, the Four Square and the Apostolic and the Centers of God. And he said, what happened? He said, the glory went. And he said, come on over, he said, to Canaan. Because in Canaan, he says, there's some grapes over there, lovely, large grapes. And I want to say tonight that the glory grapes here, hallelujah, have you had a grape, sister? Have you had a grape, brother? Come and eat. Oh, they wonderful these grapes are, they're marvellous, you know. Oh, the more you have, the more you want, hallelujah. And the more you have, the more other people want too. So come and have a taste of these glory grapes, they're lovely, they're not out there, they're not over the other side, they're in Canaan. Come over to Canaan and have them, oh hallelujah, when you come you're free, oh glory to God. <laughs> Tom
3: Spear, come
4: on, a quick one, Tom. Tom Spare from Northborough. Amen. Big Tom. Well, it's a great joy to be here again this afternoon, friends, and to enter into the joy of the Lord and the glory that's uh, around God's people today. I am glad that God has opened my eyes to the wonderful and glorious liberty that's found in Jesus Christ. I am glad this afternoon to be able to have fellowship in the Spirit. When I read those wonderful words in the Gospel and I beheld his glory... I believe that we can be the glory of God this afternoon in the face of every child of God that's been filled with the glory of God. And our brother mentioned about being on the borderline. I believe that there are many Christians who are dangling their feet on the cold brink of Christianity when flowing at their feet is a vast stream of glory. And this afternoon, friends, we want to get through. We want to uh, plunge into the glory of God and to enjoy the glorious, wonderful liberty that God has brought us into. Thank God for the glorious liberty of the children of God. May the Lord bless you. Get in this afternoon and enjoy all that God has got for you.
0: Amen. God bless you, Tom, and thank you very much. Now, we'd like to sing a new chorus, uh, Whatsoever You Desire When You Pray. Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. <laughs> heavenly father we come to thee this afternoon through that mighty name of jesus and we praise and thank you for such a gathering as this we thank you for every brother and every sister and everyone gathered in this place and we come to thee father and we ask thee in jesus wonderful name that thou bless every soul in this room we pray father this afternoon that heal the sick say precious souls filled with the spirit and we pray loose things and bring in the glory of the lord on each and every soul and we pray that not one of them will be the same again we pray lord for thy mighty power for thy holy spirit to have full control of this meeting because we ask it in and through the beautiful name of jesus amen and amen Well standing room only <laughs> as our brothers and sisters have come all the way from Barnsley, Yorkshire folk again. God bless you, brothers and sisters. It's nice to see you all. Make yourselves at home. Well, I think it'd be a good idea to introduce to one of the biggest men in the meeting. Come on, brother. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Give <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, the
6: Lord saved me and brother, how he saved me on money a little bit, but my boy, he filled me with his dynamite. (laughs) 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 And when he gave me that dynamite. That's show business now. And that's <laughs> <A message now. laughs> my word, I'm getting higher every day. <laughs> my word. Well, I've been in show business and you a lot of you know what show business is, here. It's all the world, but, oh, my word, now I've come to Henry's glory, I've got all the glory. In fact, you haven't got it all yourselves, i got some of it. (laughs) And my word, and I'm hoping that we're going to take it back to London. Oh, my word, when we get back to London, we're really shaken. We're really shaken. Pentecost won't know what Pentecost is after we get back. Oh, amen, we give them the glory, they wonder what's hit them. Oh, I'm oh, oh, all for the glory. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs>
6: when you come to the Lord and you accept the Lord and you begin to realize what this glory means, what it means, it costs not a penny. It costs you nothing. You've only got to say, yes, Lord, I will. And my word, he feeds you. He feeds you with all the food you could wish for. Oh, my word, He's wonderful. And then he gives you a little Bible. And then you start feeding and digesting his words. Oh, my. And he lifts you. And then you come up to Newark. And, my word, you get lifted higher still. In fact, I'm going down to London. Uh, But, my word, I'm going to try and lift up from London. (laughs) Amen, amen. And I'm pleased to be with you all once again.
0: Amen. It's for everybody, brothers and sisters, big and small. This is for everybody. Free, without money, without price. God has no favourites. And this afternoon as this meeting's going on, there's something new for you, brother. There's something new for you, sisters. Praise God, the scripture God gave me for the start of this meeting. May I just read it out to you quickly and then probably encourage you to enter right in to the blessing of the Lord. I've read this scripture out many, many times, but every time I read it out, I get a mighty blessing. It's in the fourth chapter of Luke. You all know it, but I love to read this. I love to read this because this is true. It's true in my case. Come on, Betty, there's plenty of room for you, dear. (laughs) It's true in my case and true in every believer's case if they're going to possess the land. I believe this myself and my own. I believe it, and you can have it, brother. You can take it back home with you. I believe this is absolutely true, and you're baptized, you believe it, and it's yours. Listen. God baptizes with a mighty baptism, the only ghost and fire, to set the captives free so we can read this beautiful scripture and claim it for ourselves. Every Holy ghost baptized believer can claim this. Listen carefully. In the 18th verse, the fourth chapter of Luke's gospel, it says this, and I believe this for myself. You can take it to yourself as I read it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me You can put yourself me every time you read it. Me, to preach the gospel to the poor. For you are sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. The recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the acceptable year of the Lord, brothers and sisters. This is when God's moving by his Spirit upon the hearts of men and women. If we'll only let go and let God. God this afternoon wants to do something new upon your heart. I remember the exact place and the exact moment when the Lord baptized me and filled me with this mighty new anointing. I'd been baptized before, brothers and sisters, but I'd not received this but God laid me flat out on the floor and filled me with his glory. He anointed me to preach the gospel, to set the captives free, to bring joy and to bring peace into the hearts of men and women. And my Holy Ghost, believer, brothers and sisters, he has anointed you to do the same. All I want this meeting, the object of this meeting, is to encourage you, my brother, is to encourage you, my sister, not to preach any doctrine, not to argue, but to lift up Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, my brothers and sisters, Every Holy Ghost, baptized believer and brother and sister in this meeting, will you enter into your inheritance? Will you possess the land for God? Let us go in and possess our own property. This is our Father's world, praise God. And I'm the son of our Father, Heavenly Father, and I'm going to possess and claim my own property back, praise God. He's anointed me to do this, brother and sister. And if you baptize the Holy Ghost and Father, he's anointed you, and you can do it as you act upon it face. needs action, brothers and sisters. Oh, let's just go into action for the glory of God, shall we? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I just want to bring on quickly, and we're getting this meeting as quick as we can. We're going to pack everything into it, because we want a lot of testimonies. I'm going to bring our brother, my pal Bob on, uh, on now. Come on, Bob. God bless you. This is Brother Bob, the glory editor. Up to date, we've had 25,000 magazines go out. There's another 5,000 in the print at the moment. Bob will tell you,
3: though. Well, go. I'm going to ask you to sing a chorus before I say anything. It's one we used to sing a lot, and it's very appropriate this afternoon. Number 41 in the chorus sheet. I don't care what church you belong to. Hallelujah. If on Calvary's side you will stand, and if you love the Lord just like I do, then, brother, give me your hand. sing that at one time, because I used to be very prejudiced in uh, my relationships with other Christians. I was saved in the Brethren Church, and I used to go to church every Sunday, and I used to have to go past a big church of England, and I used to think, poor souls. They never hear the gospel preached there. And then one day, God showed me the truth of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I eventually joined the Apostolic Church. And then I used to think of the poor brethren, and they didn't know that they could have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But nevertheless, I was taught this that the Apostolic Church was the the real the real thing, you know. They had divine government, but uh, other Pentecostals didn't, so they were uh, quite a, a few rungs down the ladder. and And I became very prejudiced in my outlook. I I didn't think any other christians were in the running i didn't think they had any place in god's plan i was that prejudiced and that bigoted in my thinking but i praise god that i've been delivered from all that you know for all our prejudice and bigotism we were seeking god we were a a company of young people that were really hungry for god and we were sincere as we sought god and we we realized that what we got wasn't working. We used to pray for the sick. I used to be an elder in the assembly. I used to go out preaching, and we used to pray for the sick and all the rest of it, but, well, things didn't happen. I didn't like praying for the sick because nothing happened. (laughs) If there's one thing God wants, it's what he wants men and women to be honest. And it's no. It's no good going through ritual and ceremony that doesn't work, is it? We want a gospel that works. The time came when my wife came over to Henry's and she really got blessed and filled with this wonderful glory. When she came back, she went to the next door neighbors and she was telling them what a wonderful thing it was. And When she popped out, I popped in. I'd heard that they kissed the ladies over here and and I says, Now look, I says, Don't you believe a word she says, it's all of the devil. It's all of the devil. And I I did my utmost to persuade people against this way. And I was absolutely prejudiced against Henry, although I'd never met him. And I told my wife, I says, You can talk to me about Jesus, you can talk to me about Letter Rain, but don't you dare mention Henry's name in this house. <laughs> But my wife prayed for me, and, and, well, when you get filled with the glory, prayer does work. And I tried every avenue of uh, seeking God's blessing and seeking this latter rain blessing, but I couldn't find it. No matter where I went, somehow or other, it eluded me. And my wife says to me, we were down in South Wales at the convention, she says, it's no good, you've got to go to New because I says, I know I am. Well, I wasn't very pleased about it. <laughs> when, I, when, <laughs> when I come up here, we went to Betty's and Betty's was another bundle of bondage. <laughs> and, you know, I went, I went to Wandsfield on the Saturday and I went in a Sunday afternoon meeting like this and I felt the most miserable man under the sun. And it wasn't until I really got right with Henry and Connie. For all, I'd never met them. I had to get right with them. And it was then that God began to deliver me from this prejudice. And it's wonderful when you can get free. But, you know, I was tormented on this kissing business and this loving business. And I used to talk to Henry about it. Well, I reasoned it out this way. I really got a blessing when I come up to Newark. And I used to think to myself, well... I don't know, he's a rum sort of chap. If he wants to come and sit with folk, he always seems to sit with the ladies. And I I thought, well, I I couldn't get him weighed up, and I thought, now, I thought, now, is this on a sound basis or isn't it? And I thought, well, God has blessed me through Henry more more than through any other living man. And he's given me something real and something solid. And it was through Henry. And I thought, well, God would not bless him and use him if he won't clean. But you know, I got this in my heart, and and when you got things in your heart, you just you just don't get rid of them that easy. And I was along. Well, I talked to Henry about it, and he says, so "All right, brother, you'll come through." Well, I praise God, I did come through. I remember when I was up here, I used to follow my wife round. I I couldn't bear that. You know, I I wondered what these here folk were up to all the while. I went through some misery before I come into this. But God showed me that it was the carnality of my own mind. And I tell you that if you are sceptical about this way, and what we do here, it's because you are carnal. You're not spiritually minded. Because all things are pure to those whose hearts are pure. And the scripture says, greet each other with a holy kiss. And the scripture says that there is neither male nor female in Christ. Well, I don't care who kisses my wife today. And, you know, it, it's really grand to feel that liberty. You know, it was awful before. I, I, I wasn't happy about it, but I'm happy today. And, you know, God can deliver you and set you free in every respect. You know, when after i would come this way and got this blessing, God showed me how I was like that ass. That said to his disciples to go to a certain place and they'd find a colt tied. And they said, Loose him and bring him unto me. And I'd been like that. I've been tied to a religious post. And the tragedy is that so many today are just going round and round in a circle around a religious post. And God is telling us to loose them and bring them unto him. And praise God. Folks are getting loose and set free. It's wonderful what God is doing. We came to live over here.
1: Henry
3: wanted a pianist and he thought my wife just fit in with him lovely. He didn't think much about me. He thought, well... (laughs) he's a good steady chap he'll fit in somewhere but it was my wife he wanted (laughs) (laughs) at any rate the day came when he remembered I'd I'd written him a letter or two that sounded a little bit alright and he said to me I'm buying some space in the local paper and I'm expecting you to write an article every week to put in it I thought what a nerve (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: how, how was I going to override an article every week I thought it's alright writing an odd one now and again but every week every week at any rate it was Obson's choice he'd already done it <laughs> so uh, I sought the Lord and God met the need until of course the local paper kicked up rough about these things going in. the, the local proprietor he said oh no he says we can't allow that to go on it's it, it sort of uh on uh, balance, he says you're getting in with something, and these other churches are getting pushed down. And so he stopped us, and and uh, he said to me, he said, "What about coming full time?" He said, uh, uh, "I'll employ you, and you can look after the gospel side." So I said, "Okay." We didn't know what we were going to do. I went down, rigged up some sort of an office, and and uh, didn't know what was going to do. Well, I just started writing lots and lots of names and addresses. But when they stopped us putting this in the paper, uh, after quite a bit of meditation, we decided to go in for a magazine. And that's how I came to be the editor of the magazine. Not because I had any great ability to do it. God's enabled me to do it. I'd never done such a thing in my life before. I was brought up as a fitter at the bench in the engineering business. I was down the pitch during the war. And because of an accident, because I, I hurt my back down there, I had to take a sitting-down job, and that brought me into clerical work. And that eventually landed me up in, uh, as being editor of the Glory magazine. And God has greatly blessed. You see, all I've got to do is to harness the thoughts and uh, the uh, glory that's in all these folks takes a bit of persuading and doing sometimes but praise god we're able to do it and we're able to put it over and hundreds are getting blessed by it hundreds are getting blessed by it you know some folks write and tell us that they read the magazine over and over again straight away they read it through then they read it through again some say they read it through six times and it really blesses their souls some have been filled with the spirit while they've been reading it some have been healed as they've been reading it and some have been set gloriously free and God is doing a great work through this magazine not because of the magazine but because behind it there is something real there is something that works there's something that's genuine there's something that you are having a taste of this afternoon and it's just that something that's lacking in Christianity today God is giving you the opportunity, Is putting something into your hands that is vital for the kingdom of God on earth. Unless this goes over, there will be no church for Jesus to come for. But praise God, he's reviving his work in these last days.
0: God bless you, Bob. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to sing a chorus now. We shall have a grand time in heaven. But, praise God, we can have a grand time down here. And I am doing it. Do you know I'm one of the happiest men in the world? I'm one of the happiest men in the world. I am, really. Are you, Chris? He's another happy one. Oh, those are happy today. Put your hands up and praise God. Amen. Oh, lovely Jesus. Amen. If you can only sit the smiles, it blesses your soul. Come on, we shall have a grand time up in heaven. You sharp. We We shall have a grand time. and sisters we shall have a grand time up in heaven but oh bless the lord when you're having a grand time down here in the spirit of the lord then souls will be saved and that's our job getting men and women with the glory on the soul and and souls get saved now there's a brother i'm going to ask out quickly who god delivered last night when we brought him out to be prayed for and he's a big brother our brother from africa is it yes. praise yeah. the lord yeah. from where <laughs> South Africa, our brother came out to be prayed for. He said that I've been, Stanley it is, he said I've sort of lost out. But why he got blessed was this, he confessed, he confessed that he was backslidden and then God's restored him. I know God's restored him and I can tell you the chorus has said what he sung. He said, I know the Lord will make a way for me, but he's not going to sing that chorus no more. He's going to sing. I know the Lord has made a way for me. I praise the it's Lord, all beloved. Positive now. There's no more. The Lord has made a way for me. Amen. I can live an holy life shun the wrong and do the right. I know the Lord has made a way for me. Shall we see it in the positive sense? Not, I know the Lord will make a way. The Lord has made a way brother and sister. It's up to you and I to enter in from negative to positive. We believe in a positive gospel. We believe, God, that works. Hallelujah. Not next Wednesday night, but tonight, just now at this very moment. What time is it? Praise the Lord. Yes, nearly 20, 20 minutes past four. Jesus can do a miracle upon your heart, brother and sister. Oh, There's no need to wait. I know the Lord has made a way for me. Come on, let's sing it song. Oh.
1: I know
7: thank and praise the Lord for being here this afternoon, and I do thank and praise the Lord for having brought me up to this place, because truly I needed the Lord, I was seeking the Lord for a long time now, after being backslidden for a couple of years, and the Lord brought me in contact with our dear brother here, brother Edwards, and uh, from that time onward, I feel the Lord has been working with me, and uh, apart from all those things, I always knew that The only way for a Christian to continue going on is to confess. And I believe that now very sincerely and truly I believe in my soul that it's the confession that has brought the salvation to me. And it just proves that how true the Word of God is and how the Word of God can be applied to each and every one of us here. It says in Romans, With a heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, that's with this mouth here, confession is made unto salvation. And beloved, it's so true and so real, the word of God, that we can apply it unto ourselves. And once again, I want to thank and praise the Lord for what He's done for me last night. I want to go back now and tell my wife and tell the children at home there that the Lord has made a way for me. I've been seeking the Lord for a long time, you know I live along there at the Crystal Palace and one day about, I've only been in this country about 6 months and the Lord had to bring me 6,000 miles and an extra 120 miles now up to Newark to show me the way and I'm rejoicing in myself beloved to know that the Lord has made a way for me. I I told those last night there that imagine yourself in my position the policeman comes and takes me out of the prison cell and he takes me into his little office where the detective is sitting and he's got all the things there to take my fingerprint. And as he's taking my fingerprints, this is what happens. I just heard a woman singing outside that prison. She didn't do it specially for me. The Lord sent her there, beloved. Where she came from, I didn't see the woman's face, but I just heard her singing this chorus. I know the Lord will make a way for you, and that took me into my heart, but apart from all my disobedience and all my unfaithfulness, the Lord has made a way for me, beloved, and that's why I'm able to be here tonight to testify of the glory of God. I don't want to take any glory to myself, but I want to thank and praise the Lord for what He has done for me. Now, as I was saying, I live along there at the Crystal Palace, and about two months ago, My wife and I was walking along there, and we saw some people having a gospel in the open air. And I went up to one of the brethren that was preaching there, and I said to them, "Uh, excuse me, I says, but uh, are you Pentecostal uh, in any uh, form? So he says to me, no, we are not Pentecostal. I said, well, how can you preach a gospel of Jesus Christ and not uh, be Pentecostal? That's the way I looked at it, you see. I thought, well, everybody that preaches a gospel of Jesus Christ, they must be Pentecostal people. But, beloved, I found out that uh, you, when you are Pentecostal people, then you really know about the gospel of Jesus. And you know about the glory of God. And that's why we can enjoy these things, because we have let ourselves go, and we have let God come into our lives. And, beloved friends, it's just one little verse. I do thank and praise the Lord for having led me to meet this dear brother, geographically speaking, this is the furthest north I've ever been in my life. I'm nearer the north pole now than I've ever been. uh, and (laughs) I do want it to be the beginning of great things in my life. I want the Lord truly to take a hold of me and use me for His glory. I don't want to take any glory to myself, but I want the Lord to have His way in me. and And if there's anybody here this afternoon, who wants to know anything about the Lord Jesus? Who feels that they want to give their hearts to him. Beloved, don't hesitate for one moment. Don't go out of that door, beloved, without knowing your sins forgiven, without knowing you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Because it's real, beloved. It's not a it's not a fallacy, it's not a something we've made up. These things are real. It's happened to me, beloved. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. And I thank and praise the Lord. Your only recommendation for a Savior is that you're a sinner. And if you feel the shout this afternoon that you have done something that has offended the Lord. Beloved, come up to the front here and confess your sins, beloved. Not to me, not to Brother Henry, but confess to the Lord. And he's able to deliver you, beloved. Jesus is able to deliver you, my friend. In the name of Jesus, I plead with you. Come out this afternoon and seek this deliverance and come into the glory of God. Now, beloved, before I don't want to take up any more time, but I just want to say this one thing. I want to read a verse to you. I read it this morning, but I don't know how this verse is going to take place with Brother Henry and all you people up there. Just listen to this. It says here in Revelation, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour well i leave that to your imagination i leave that entirely to your imagination i don't know how that's going to take place but brother henry and all <laughs> and all the pentecostal people up in heaven beloved but anyhow there's going to be silence for half an hour but while we're waiting for that silence we'll praise the lord